I have to tell you, I don't know who enjoys the children's sermon most, them or me. I think it's me. (laughs) So as we prepare for our scripture lesson this morning, uh, we'll be uh, looking at John chapter 12. Uh, We've been uh, uh, doing this study, uh, studying the Bible together as a church. Uh, We began um, at the end of the summer, and this works pretty well. It's really, it's designed to line up with all the major holidays if you take a little break for Christmas. But every once in a while, things are just a a little bit off. And uh, that is the case today. Today in our study, we are uh, at Palm Sunday. Uh, Although Palm Sunday is actually next week. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a a little sneak peek at Palm Sunday today. Uh, We'll look at the story as it's found in John chapter 12. Uh, But we'll also read a little bit of what comes after as well. So uh, as we prepare now to turn to John chapter 12, let's take a moment to go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for the blessing of Scripture. We thank you for... The chance to come together, whether in this room or wherever we may happen to be. And we ask that wherever we are, you would help uh, these words to find their way into our lives. That you would open our minds and our ears and our hearts. That we might see you in scripture today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John chapter 12, verses 12 to 22. Listen to the word of God. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, you see, you can do nothing Look, the world has gone after him. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, as we reflect now on the words of Scripture, we ask your Spirit to inspire us. We ask that you would guide our thoughts and our words that we might come to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. These are the words that interrupt Philip's thoughts and what thoughts he must have been having. Uh, Philip had been preparing for this moment for quite some time as he'd been traveling with Jesus and following Jesus and learning from Jesus. 
Of course, we've, we've been preparing for this moment for quite some time too, uh, as our, our study has taken us through the life of Jesus together over this uh, past month, we've read the stories of his life. We began with the Christmas story, uh, the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome. And if you've been reading along at home, you, you read the story of Christ born in a manger because there was no room in the inn, a strange beginning. But then uh, we, we continued and he, Jesus grew and we, we got to the baptism of Christ and our storyteller told us a story of baptism. And if you've been reading at home, you read of that baptism in the, the river by John when uh, the, the heavens were torn apart and the spirit descended like a dove on him and, and there was a voice that came from heaven. Uh, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And that baptism starts this public ministry and, and uh, soon uh, the people begin to follow Jesus and he calls the disciples and one by one, the followers begin to come alongside him. And then it's, it's not one by one, it's, it's, it's by the dozens and then it's, it's by the hundreds and pretty soon it's by the thousands as people come out to see Jesus and to to be healed by Jesus and to learn from Jesus. And last week we read the story about uh, what happened after the feeding of the 5,000 when thousands upon thousands of people crowded around Jesus at the water's edge, he listening to his every word. And as he dismissed them, he then walked across the water to the boat where the disciples were, reached out his hand and grabbed Peter when Peter began to sink beneath the waves. And now Jesus Christ is walking not on the waves, but on the road to Jerusalem. We've been waiting for this moment for the past month. We've been following this journey of Jesus to Jerusalem for these past several weeks, but we've been preparing for this entry to Jerusalem for much longer in another sense. I mean, this is not just Jesus journeying into Jerusalem. This is God walking into the holy city. And for the past six months, we've been preparing for this story. We watched as God gave the people a promised land. We watched as they built this city. We watched as David made Jerusalem the capital. We watched as Solomon erected the temple on the hill. We watched as, as the enemies surrounded God's holy city and they were driven away. We watched as finally the people turned from God and their city was taken. We watched as they were carried away into captivity and longed to go back to Jerusalem. We watched as God finally sent them home and they rebuilt the temple. We watched as they gathered back in God's holy city, and today we watch as it's not the people, but God himself on two feet walks, not on the water, but on the road to God's holy city. We've been ready for this moment as God marches into Jerusalem. And all of that anticipation, all of that build, it, it comes together in a moment that is actually quite fitting of all the anticipation and the build as the people have flooded to the city for the high holy days. And when they hear that Jesus is coming, they, they can't wait to go see him. And the people come out and they pack themselves around the roads. And those who have been following Jesus come along as well. And now you've got people from, from inside the city and without the city. And they're all gathered together. And they, they tear palm branches off of the trees. And they begin to wave their palms. And they begin to praise. And they, they begin 
begin to parade around Jesus and there's, they're singing and they're shouting and they're celebrating. All 12 disciples and even a donkey for crying out loud. Everyone is there. They are all ready for this moment and there are so many sights and sounds and smells and there's a sense that something spectacular is about to start in the streets of this city and as Philip watches, as everyone leans in, as they all prepare for what God is about to do, someone taps Philip on the shoulder and says, sir, we wish to see Jesus. And Philip is speechless. And when you look at the passage, Philip has no words to say. He doesn't even respond. He's dumbfounded. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. We don't know what Philip was thinking. We don't know what Philip wanted to say. I know what I might have wanted to say. Look around. You want to see Jesus. Look at the parade. Look at the people. Look at the praise. Look at the palms. You want to see Jesus? Look at the singing. Look at the shouting. Look at the celebrating. You want to see Jesus? You got all 12 disciples and even a donkey. You want to see Jesus? Look around. But that's not what Philip said. Maybe it's because Philip's a little wiser than I am. And as he thought back through that list, maybe he noticed the really important feature of that list. The people, the palms, the praise, the parade. It was all for Jesus. But it wasn't Jesus. Uh, The singing, the shouting, the celebrating, it was all to praise Jesus, but it, it wasn't Jesus. Uh, The 12 disciples, the donkey, they were there with Jesus, but they were not Jesus. As these outsiders uh, come to Philip, they come, they're they're not from Jerusalem, they're not from Israel, They're, they're, they're from another race, another nationality, they're from Greece, they speak another language, they have different customs, and as they come to Philip, they may well have seen the parade, and the palms, and the people, and the praise, but they wanted to see Jesus. Uh, They may have seen the singing and the shouting and the celebrating. But what they wanted to see was Jesus. They may have seen all 12 of the disciples and maybe even peering through the legs of the crowd, they may have seen the donkey. But what they wanted to see was Jesus. And Philip was speechless. Uh, In that moment, perhaps he was confronted with a, a gentle and important blessed reminder as a follower of Jesus his job is to show the world Jesus not to show the world the praise or the palms or the parade or the people or the singing or the shouting or the celebrating or the disciples or the donkey but Jesus And sometimes those followers of Jesus, as they gather together, the followers of Jesus can unintentionally, accidentally, can sometimes get so close together, they block the view. The followers of Jesus had gotten in the way of these Greeks who had come from outside and made it so that they couldn't even see Jesus. Philip was speechless. We look and he says nothing to to these outsiders. Instead, he turns and he goes to get Andrew and they talk about it together and they decide at that moment they need to do something. 
And it's not more parading. It's not more praising or singing or shouting or celebrating. It's not gathering more disciples. They decide they just need to show Jesus. And this reminder, this urgent cry from these outsiders becomes a call to the followers of Jesus from that moment forward. Everything they do should answer that cry, we wish to see Jesus. The parade, the palms, the praise, the people, we wish to see Jesus. The singing, the shouting, the celebrating, we wish to see Jesus. The disciples, even the donkey, we wish to see Jesus. Uh, This this cry becomes uh, a, a way for the followers of Christ to orient every single thing they do from that moment forward. Uh, as, they, as they go on and become uh, this, this new church, every single time they gather for worship, every time they offer a prayer, every single sermon they preach, we wish to see Jesus. Every time they get together in a, in a small group, every time they, they study or learn, every single lesson that they teach, We wish to see Jesus. Every missionary journey, every new neighborhood, every new community, every new new church, every new person that they reach, we wish to see Jesus. Every traditional hymn or offertory or anthem, every praise song or chorus, every note that the followers of Jesus sing, we wish to see Jesus. Every uh, fourth Sunday, a hunger offering, every tithe, every dollar, every gift, every, every uh, meal, every blanket, every backpack, every offering we bring, we wish to see Jesus. Every single dollar that we earn or save or spend, or invest, or bequeath, or will, or endow, every single dollar that we give, we wish to see Jesus. The way we treat our spouses, how we behave in our marriages, how we, how we respond to our children and our parents and our siblings and our roommates, the people with whom we live, we wish to see Jesus. The way we treat our neighbors, particularly those who are in need, the ones who are hungry or imprisoned or oppressed or downtrodden, those without shelter from the cold, We wish to see Jesus. The way uh, Christians interact with one another and with with the people around them, those uh, with whom they agree or disagree, those who are liberal or conservative, uh, those whom they love and those they maybe have a hard time loving, those who are young, those who are old, we wish to see Jesus. Every time the followers of Christ gather around this table, every drop of wine, every loaf that we break, we wish to see Jesus. Every time we come to this font, every drop of water, every vow that we make, every promise that we make, we wish to see Jesus. Every difficult, controversial conversation that we have, even about masks, We wish to see Jesus. Every political action, every candidate we back, every single vote that we cast, we wish to see Jesus. Someone tapped Philip on the shoulder in the midst of the celebration, said, we wish to see 
Jesus. This changed everything. It changed the way Philip understood the the palms and the praise and the the people and the parade. It changed the way Philip understood the singing and the shouting and the celebrating. It changed the way Philip understood the gathering of disciples and even the donkey because everything the followers of Christ do must respond to that one urgent cry, we wish to see Jesus. As a congregation, as individuals, as followers of Christ, as families— Everything we do must respond to this same urgent cry. We wish to see Jesus. This is who we are. As followers of Jesus Christ, this is the calling we have. This is the urgent cry to which we must respond to the world around us. We wish to see Jesus. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.